Hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the Talk That Talk Show with me, Barry Holmes. Uh, normally would be here on a Friday night, but you know, yesterday I had to attend a nice wedding that I had the pleasure of being a part of and, and getting to attend and you know, it was just good to just unwind and you know get some different food that you don't normally get and you know have some drinks and you know, share you know with some with some special people and you know it was a good time and you know to come here on a Saturday and still deliver you guys an amazing episode of the Talk That Talk Show. I absolutely could not wait. Um, shout out to my boy. I found Al. He said that hat is fire. Thank you. This is actually a Norfolk Tides. Which is a, a New York Mets affiliate. Thank you so much, brother. And then we have Ishabod Crane here on our Instagram live as well. Um, guys, I can't stress to you how much and how excited. I know you see the second mic to the right of me. Um, it's been a couple episodes since we've had a, a guest on the show, but um, I'm super pumped to, to have someone that's going to come here on the show and is, you know, means so much to me. Um, if you've been and watched the episodes previously, he has been featured on an episode um, before, but you know, before I get into who this person is, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors. Uh, big shout out to my boy Joe Snow Maria over at New York Life, helping people to get their financial freedom. Also want to give a shout out to my boy uh, Jeff Galata over at Air We Are. Big shout out to my boy Savion over at Skydive Socks. And then finally, big, big, big time shout out to my boy, Timmy Hugel. Um, he's been helping me with a lot of the hoodies. Uh, he helped me out big time with these OG14s, which I do want to get into first and foremost. Um, you know, when I had talked to you guys on the episode, uh, God Lives Through, you know, I pretty much had poured my heart out to you guys about just how much Andrew had meant to me and... You know, just the effect that he had on so many people. And, um, you know, it's something that we're still trying to get through each and every day. But, um, you know, upon, you know, going to the service and upon, you know, still feeling that, that sense of emptiness, you know, I definitely wanted to do something more. And, you know, it was just within my body. And I just said, yo, and I told you guys before um, that, that I just wanted to, to do something to make sure that I kept the promise that my boy's name would live on forever. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, the OG 14s were, were a shirt that we had just dropped not even, I think, a couple days ago. And we had made it the green and white to symbolize, you know, his love of the New York Jets. We put a quote on the back of the shirt. Um, it's, it's literally one of my favorite shirts now. And have to say it's probably the, the best shirt that I feel like I've ever made because at the end of the day, you know, you can still use your brand to create a logo and, and create whatever image and portrayal that you want. But it's one thing when you have your brand stand for something. And, you know, I kept saying this from earlier episodes and I truly believe it, that this is more than just a podcast. And, you know, to, for me to be able to use this platform to where we sold out over 36 shirts in less than six hours and was able to raise over $800 to then donate to my friend's family. You know, it's something that means the world to me, man. And, um, you know, I've said it before that, you know, he had such an effect. And, um, you know, so many people have told me, you know, that they're proud of me and they're thankful for me for, you know, doing this 
for him and you know for me you know i thought it was only right and you know it doesn't like i said it doesn't stop you know once someone's hit the ground like you know i just truly believe that you know with me in this podcast you know i just want something more than just a mic and and just you know downloads or you know views or subscribers you know i want to have an impact on the community around me and the people that mean the most to me and you know, to utilize my platform to not only tribute my friend both on an episode, but, you know, also to then put him on a shirt and in a positive way so that, you know, people can continue to remember him and wear his name proudly. You know, that meant something to me. And, um, you know, that's why this, you know, that's why this show is just so important, man. And I appreciate every single one of you that, um, you know, contributed towards donating for the uh, the shirts and, you know, to, to say that we have made something that, you know, will be able to donate to my friend's family. Um, like I said, that's the reason that, you know, it makes you get up the next day to go do something positive, man. So, you know, I was so excited to come here on this show and tell you guys that news and then to then have one of my very, very best friends. If you know me, you know him for a long, long time. Um, this guy has been one of my, my best, best friends. And I'm just excited to have him here on the show. So without further ado, please give a big, warm round of applause for my boy, Admiral Matthews Maddox. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how you doing, Admiral? Good, man. Good. Good to be on. Hey, well, look at you coming so festive in the in the uh, I think it's the OG eight or whatever a Christmas sweater. Uh, you know, I appreciate you so much for coming in, in attire and, and and showing us just your love for the talk that talk show already by having the the, the crew neck on, man. Uh, I, I gotta I gotta bless you with something here. So we're gonna untraditionally here because we're all about doing things a little bit different. We're gonna actually start out with the beer review here, and you know. Can you talk a little bit about what you like in a beer, Admiral, when you're going to try and find a beer that you're going to try out? Yeah, you know, for me, and uh, I really am an IPA guy for the most part. So, you know, when I'm going to a restaurant, I'm looking to drink something, just have a burger, some carbs. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to go for an IPA, and uh, typically I'll go for like a Trogues or a, a Dogfish Head, but this looks... Uh, We'll, we'll see. This looks interesting. Yeah, this one's actually a slightly mighty locale IPA, man. So um, I, I found it. It was actually one of my uh, 12 days of, of Christmas uh, that my mom, it's a nice family tradition that she's uh, started. Big shout out to my mom. But um, this was one of the beers that she actually put for me. And I was like, dude, what better person to to share a beer with than the Admiral himself, man. Dude, we've come a long way from the college days of drinking shitty alcohol, huh? <laughs> $12, $13 Vlad. Oh, my God. The Vladimir was disgusting. And then we'd be making skippies with, like, what, what were we drinking at the time? Lion's Head or whatever? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was some poor times, Best man. head in town, Lion's Head. <laughs> now, Lion's Head, for people that don't know, it was a, a beer 
very cheap beer that uh, you, they had like riddles on the bottom of them, right? And like we would always picture riddles, little little pictures that you had to figure out what it meant. Exactly. I feel like another one that we had that was like it was a, a, a alcohol that we had so much that was bad. It was remember the the the, the um, Svedka Clementine? Mm. Oh my yep, god! Because they came in the big handles on discount. Yeah, right. Like you would get the big bottles of uh, Svedka. And, Dude, we would house those things, man. Just the smell of that just would probably make me... Do you remember the SoCo days when we were drinking the SoCo? Mm. Love it. <laughs> Loved it. Love, love me, still love me some SoCo and cranberry. But here's the question. SoCo or SoCo and lime? Because remember, there was two, two different kinds there. Still regular. Still, still regular, but I'll have a lime as a garnish. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, seeing that you're such an alcoholic connoisseur like myself... Um, like I said, let's try out this beer here. This one's actually a Dogfish Head Slightly Mighty Locale IPA. You said you like it, so you know here we go. It's got Monet fruit extract, and it's four percent here, ninety-five calories. Hey, cheers up and let me know what you think, buddy. Yeah, cheers. Uh, oh, zesty. Zesty, <laughs> you got you get some zesty vibes there, man. Um, we got Justin McPhail here who says the classic Admiral and Barry combo, man. It goes back to a long time, bro. Um, you, can you actually do you remember the uh, the first time we actually met, bro? Penn Hall, maybe. I, I think that... I think I was actually moving into Susquehanna. Oh, or something. Our first time, yeah, yeah. I was that was Susquehanna Hall. Um, well, I met, I'd met you the previous year, but then the next year you just had moved into Susquehanna Hall, I believe. And yeah. just to show him the type of character you were, like you just out of nowhere was just like, "Hey, you know, you, you wanna, you need some help." God needed help moving in. Had to deliver a hand, and that's and that you did, man. And who would have known that that guy and that that dude would be the person that went to my Millersville graduation and saw me walk to get my uh, diploma, man? Like you've been a really good friend to me over these years. And he just talked to the people a little bit about what you know our friendship means to you. Oh, dude, it's something near and dear. It's uh, something very special, and we live some of the best moments of our lives in the craziest situations, just making. Making things happen and making it work and rolling with things and, and not having a plan and just going with it and, and just <laughs> always working out positive and, and in good ways. Because if you just, you know, you, you show people uh, honesty and trust and just, you know, and they return the favor. Facts. And, you know, it's those types of, um, you know, relationships that you build that literally last, you know, for years. I mean, we were just looking back and... Um, we were talking about how somehow we wound up going to that AST formal back in the day, and we went. We were like, "What are we gonna wear?" And then we wound had up, no idea. We wound up going to like the Salvation Army and getting like some thrift like suits. Suit was way too big for me. Some sport coats. Sport coats, and we wind up going. And there's like a famous picture I think that's on his Facebook. But we looked at, it and that was over ten years ago, guys. So like to to have you just know, recently too, right? Like yep. in December, it was like over ten years ago. So you know that type of relationship to stand that long is you know it's something that I value, man. I remember even our days with going to Virginia Tech and you know you showed me my first you know college football game out there um it, it was 
dude, there were some of the best, best times. Like, what's something that, you know, you remember? Top when- of the stairs. Oh, man. Tots, like, where it was a juju. One of the best college bars in America. That was where they had the, the, the rail. And, guys, all you, you're only supposed to drink one, but I think we had, like, three or four. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was one of the best times, like you said, man. It was, it was like New Brunswick times, like, 10,000, man. But, you know, out of all the things that, like, we kind of, you know, experienced throughout college or whatever, you know, they always say, you know, it's it's about the things that you've learned and you know the people that you've met in college that you take with you so like you know what's something throughout college that you've taken with you that was like a lesson that you learned that's like really helped you out now um punctuality is a big one nowadays mm. punctuality is good because if you if you're punctual to things and and or show up a little early it always uh it always shines in a positive light and how you're what your appearance does reflects on how you take care of yourself as well. So punctuality and uh, just, you know, personal hygiene and upkeep. Facts, man. I mean, how many times do you walk by in the office and you're like, damn, this dude stinks, man. <laughs> like, like, that, that's like the, the base of trying to be a good dude is like, you can at least brush your fucking teeth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. But... You know, you, you break up, like, very big points, and those are things that, at times, people do not prioritize, man. And, you know, those are some things that I've always known you to be at the top of your game with. And, you know, I think for me, you know, the biggest thing that, you know, I learned from just college was just being very self-reflective and, like, you know, trying to think about things more before, like, just acting out on your, you know, spontaneous things. Now, one of the things that you mentioned before that I loved to death is that we would just have these crazy, like, adventures that we just had no plans for, you know what I'm saying? And and I think that that spontaneousness and that that um, curiosity that we had, you know, it, it just constantly led to some positive situations. But Absolutely. You, I think that, you know, self-reflecting in that and then also talking about you saying appearance and image and, you know, what those things will, you know, the perception of yourself that people will have, you know, those are things that we're constantly building. And even in my adult life at age 31, you know, I'm still finding out who I am and, you know, what are the things that I want or what are the things that I want to pursue? So, you know, I think always learning always. And like for you, you know, what's something that you feel like you're trying to figure out or like, what, what's a, a big goal that you're going to try and achieve, you know, in these next couple you know years or so. Uh, yeah, man, I'm more of a, I'm more of a long-term guy. So I, I definitely like to think long-term and just everything that I put money into and that I buy, I usually try to invest a lesser or equal to value mm-hmm. of that to just teach me a lesson of like, oh, I can do I need this or do I just want this? And yo, know, that need and want system is very big because, you know, in our minds we might think like, yo, I really need this, but do we really so like what how are you able to then separate, you know, what is something that you need as opposed to something that you want? You know, you just really have to ask yourself, can I also afford to just put that same amount into an investment to just make sure I make it by for the week or the month because a lot of us do live paycheck to paycheck and especially where our, I live in you know beautiful Morristown, New Jersey, you just it's it's a pretty penny. So yeah, just got a budget and just uh, have an understanding of what you can afford and you know invest for the future and 
retire earlier. <laughs> and I think that, you know, having that goals and setting those, you know, concrete, very concrete and, and rigid um, direction, I think it's very important because a lot of times, you know, people are thinking about the now and may not necessarily think about the future. And I know we had talked about this previously because you kind of like opened my eyes and I've been hearing about it a lot and really myself, I might not know too much about it. But, um, you know, a lot of people have been circulating these ideas and thoughts about, you know, NFTs and stuff like that. So, you know, I know you were kind of schooling me and it's still a little bit unclear for me. So, you know, for as far as your understanding, like what are NFTs? And, you know, when you talk about self-investment, like, is this something that people should start to look into? Yeah. So NFTs are non-fungible tokens. So basically think about it as like a digital piece of art um, that's like a fine piece of art in a sense because now nowadays you know people do think there could be a bubble but it is a it is definitely a it's it's a non-fungible piece of art that you own on the blockchain where ethereum and bitcoin are mine but this this digital piece of art belongs to your specific wallet on the blockchain so um yeah it's it's basically a piece of art that you can um sell in higher value if it goes up but obviously there's been winners and losers, but you hear about the winners a lot because of the crazy prices some of these crypto punks are going for. So, <laughs> you know, just be careful what you get into and, and, and go to make sure the, the rarity of your, your piece of art is potentially, um, you know, something that you'd be interested in. But I, I, I do know a few, uh, few friends that are gifting NFTs now. So, you know, it's definitely a new... Uh, a new way to quote unquote hedge or invest. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can put your money out there and invest towards the future that you're trying to look for. And I think that NFTs have been an interesting thing that people have been, you know, circulating about and talking NBA's about. NBA's into it now, you know, yeah, professional like sports leagues are getting into it. Almost like uh, big companies are getting into it. Boeing just got into it most recently. So it's just definitely an interesting marketplace on this new like metaverse that we're, uh, approaching and the metaverse is ever expanding right and one of the things that we have seen that you've been big on you know even since i was a, you know it's so funny because I, i'll bring up this story guys and this is the type of guy that admiral was he he was like on another level like we were um you know playing games like angry birds and subway surfers this motherfucker was playing a a, a stock game where he's like trading and, and buying investing straight uh, fake stocks and he's like look man I mean it's not real but look how I'm up here and it was just so crazy because I'm thinking about just how I'm gonna try and get you know through basketball practice and, and, and eat this guy's like playing a game that would have would involve the, the stock market it just is a different type of wavelength you were on so like you know now knowing you in the, my adult life and knowing how big you are into the investment and investing in yourself as far as with the stock market, you know, where has that come from to where you were always back then like intrigued by the stock market and like how has that affected your life positively now? So investing will beat inflation typically. The inflation rate is really high right now. Uh, in, I think it was the highest in the uh, last month in November for almost 40 years. Mm -hmm. So it was at 6.8%, which, uh, but however, investing in your typical like S&P 500 index will get you, you know, 8% returns yearly almost. So 
it's just a, it's investing's a way to hedge against inflation in this uh this market that we're going in. I mean, heck, gas was just how high. Now yeah. it's finally coming down, but that's uh that's inflation right there. Yeah, and it's it's hit hard, man, because you figure, you know, how much are things really worth now? I mean, you you go in and real estate's gone up. Yeah, and, and, and it's become harder, especially for, like, you know, newlyweds to try, you know, get houses because houses are... First home buyers. Stuff. Yeah, and some people are using that, that uh, was it that first thing that you get for... Oh, uh, the FHA loan. Exactly. Some people are burning that quickly already. So it's like, you know, when you think about it, the inflation really has hit hard, man. But, you know, what you have seen are, you know, these returns from the investment game that have, you know, helped to forge you in the way that you want to go. So, you know... Building blocks. Why do you think it's so important for people to, to go out there and invest? And, and how can they educate themselves so that they're not losing their money? Uh, well, I, I personally am a big fan of dividends. So I set up a dividend portfolio that will pay me each month over every month for their... The rest of my life, as long as I keep investing in those stocks. And if they're good companies, do your due diligence and, yeah, you know, you'll get yields and you'll get money from dividends year in, year in and year out, month in and month out. Facts. And I think that, you know, part of the reason why you've been able to have the success is you've been able to find those diamond in the rough companies, right? So when you're talking about these different companies and, you know, people that you're willing to invest your money in, what are some of the things that you look for in companies that will think, this will make me money later on. Um, I mean, it's just anticipation and, and keeping up with a lot of uh, news and what's going on. What are catalysts? What are potential catalysts? Obviously, biotech is uh, most volatile going up and down. So if the FDA approves a drug, the stock goes way up, right? When Pfizer and these companies, Moderna, with the COVID vaccine and everything, they, they their stock, you know, definitely benefit from from like things like that. So it's always just keeping up with the news and looking into a company and seeing what their earnings are, looking like at the various numbers, earnings per share and kind of just understanding those basic terms about about investing and yeah. No no matter what, start start early and keep going often. Yeah, man, and you know, to see the the success that you've had, you know, it's something that definitely makes me get in and, and wanna, you know, go in the direction to try and get educated enough to make those decisions. And you have Z Sean who said it's like fantasy. Yeah, it is kind of like fantasy, but you're still, you know, putting some money up and getting some substantial returns, man. So hey, there's riskier plays too. No risk, no reward, right? Hey, I mean, you got to be in it to win it. Um, you know, I've referenced before about how I went in into the mystery pot every week, and <laughs> the one week where I don't get it, I, I wind up winning if I had put money in. So, you know, there's been countless times <laughs> where I've learned the hard way. Where you Rolling got, the dice. You got to roll the dice, man. I mean, that's pretty much what we've done most of our lives, man. And, you know, I think that to be on the right side of the dice for multiple times, you know, it speaks to, you know, you have to – you know, earn that luck. You know, so you don't just you don't just get that good luck. It's got to come from somewhere. And good I, karma. Good karma. And you know, I think that you know, even from our our friendship forged from uh, literally you helping me. You know what I'm saying? To where you know, I was always you know so protective of my buddy Admiral <laughs> and trying to you know make sure we were in the right situation. So you know, where do you think you know it is? We are now as a society, like with 
you know, the COVID and how we've kind of like been so sheltered off, you know, do you think that now because we've been trying to, you know, kind of been told to like stay within our bubble, do you feel that it's less common for people to just go out there and just help like just like out of the, the whim? Well, I definitely think, you know, it's definitely weird times, uh, but, you know, just try your best to stay safe and, um, you know, just I know it's tough, but hopefully, you know, we've seen some proof in, in the vaccine. So hopefully if that helps, you know, but I know there's there's people on both sides of that fence. So regardless, just try your best to stay healthy, eat healthy and just, you know, try to try to just live, live your life um, and just have a have it in your conscience, I guess. Oh, yeah, man. And one of the things that we've shared a love for, what, and I remember the funniest thing is when I was in Millersville, and I remember I had skipped class. You were like, uh, yo, you live right next to Crossgates. Let's skip class and go, go golfing. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I think I skipped like some, I don't know what, it was like some English class. I was with Cheddar Bob, and he got me the notes, so I was good. But <laughs> I was like, yo, just get the notes for me, dude. So we went golfing, and we went to Crossgates. And I was completely ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was still terrible. early in the game there. Yeah, like, but, you know, with you telling me to come over there, you know, that kind of sparked this interest for me for golf. And, you know, it's been something I've been able to do with my brother and my dad. But, you know, for someone that has never golfed before, why do you think it should be important for them to just try and pick up the golf club and, and, and see it and check it out? I think uh, golf is intriguing to me because it's one of the most – difficult sports out there to play out of every sport it's just it's definitely one of the most difficult sports because of the number of variables that are that are in it on every single shot every hole so there's just the thought that goes behind it it's definitely intriguing and um yeah it's just you know you're trying to get a little ball in a small hole hundreds of yards away (laughs) in the least amount of strokes possible with the clubs you got which are angled sticks of forged metal. Iron, yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, great, great times. Yeah. And we've definitely had some really fun times and, you know, we've been able to see each other birdie and make some dope chips. But, um, you know, what, what do you, what are you looking forward to in this next, you know, golf season when we come into the spring? So, well, I'll, I'll go over the 2021 recap real quick. Top five were definitely Fisher's Island. New York. What, what's Fisher's Island, man? Fisher's Island is a small uh, remote island off the coast of New London, Connecticut, and it's a very it's a private island. Um, so there's no hotels or anything on the island. So if you're staying there, you just have to know a resident. But uh, also, people get there by the you know you have to get there by a ferry. Or by a plane, but it's a small island off the coast of Connecticut, and it's it's pretty exclusive. And the club is ranked uh, 16th, I believe, in the world. Um, so, yeah, it's a great place uh, if you ever get the chance to go. It has some spectacular views. Uh, just you can see the ocean and the Long Island Sound on every single hole. You can see Montauk, so the tip of Long Island from from the course and everything and the course is just beautiful there's two golf courses on the island but they're both private um they call the main fishers island club the big club because mm. it's longer and everything but um yeah it's it's a 19 uh 26 seth rayner design so it's it's classic it's 
the the bunkers they have wooden rakes of them still Damn. so it's a classical course and i think the current wait list for it right now is like around seven years actually. oh my gosh just to try so, and play there you gotta wait seven just years to be, just to be a member unless you like know another member to be uh you know uh like tenured in but yeah it's it's a pretty exclusive course and I played uh, Beth Page Black. That was a great course. Obviously, Ryder Cup's going to be there in a couple years when they come back to the United States. So Long Island, famous course. Shout out to my buddy Adler for getting me on. Ooh, Appreciate it, Zach Adler. Um, but yeah, it was uh, also it was a great great year. Played Hershey Country Club, Lancaster Country Club, and Edgewood Country Club in North Jersey here. So, yeah, it's been a great year for golf for me, and I just want to top it maybe next year with Balthasrol. If mm. I can get on, that would be great. Somerset Hills, that would be awesome. So just trying to check off a few Jersey cor- – I, I do have a, a free round coming up at North Jersey Country Club after the renovation, so okay. so that should be fun. You know there's a, a golf course we played uh, this year that was actually really dope. Remember what was the one in Newark that we played? Uh... Uh, we Quick Park. Yes, that was surprisingly dope, man. Short course, but uh, yeah, the oldest public course uh, in the state of New Jersey. Yeah, that, that, was, that was. it's always funny because, you know, Admiral, he's this low-key, like, history buff. He'll be able to tell you, like, the whole Wikipedia about something before we even get them, like... The fuck do you know that farmer's <laughs> manual status you know <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying but um you know i know that you're a huge huge nationals fan we were able to get our get your boy max scherzer yeah. um just tell us you know from somebody that's watched uh max scherzer for so long you know what are we getting with the mets uh, uh, as getting this guy max scherzer oh max is a gamer uh the guy just he buckles down at the right times He's an all-star Cy Young winner, so he's he's definitely a gamer, and he'll give you all he's got. I don't know how many more years he's got left in him, possibly two to three, in my opinion, if if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. But he has been, he does have his health issues. He's up and down sometimes, but he usually does bounce back though, pretty quick. I'll say that for a pitcher, he's you know he's ruling and grueling to get back to the to the hill. So. Yeah, and I think that um, one of the things that will also help the Mets that we've seen in uh, recent, I guess it was breaking news today, but we saw how Luis Rojas wasn't the right fit. You know, we saw how, you know, Carlos Beltran, even before he managed the game, wasn't the right fit. You know, we've seen where the Mets have kind of went with these low experienced guys. And it hasn't really, you know, panned out to help no. us. Even the guy... Um, I forget what his name was, uh, Mickey Calloway. We saw that him, he wasn't exactly a great fit. So we haven't really had those successful, experienced managers. So here on Breaking News, we get that the Mets are going to get Buck Showalter. We went to a couple games in in the Orioles. Remember when Big Poppy, you know, uh, pointed to him? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This guy's earrings were shining from, like, Mega, I'm like, yo, big poppy, yo, poppy. I got him too, and he and he gave me the, you know, right in uh, Camden Yard, so that was dope. That was cool. But we batting saw, practice. But we saw, you know, Buck Showalter manage this uh, this Orioles teams and you know teams in the past. But he had some good teams. 
He had some good teams. You know, and one of the things that I said, you know, when my uncle asked, you know, who would I have wanted to see be the next manager for the Mets? And, you know, I had said before to my dad and my uncle that I wanted someone with experience. You know, we've gotten these no experience guys and we've gotten no results. So I wanted to get somebody with experience. So now we get a guy in Buck Showalter who has managerial experience. What do you think, you know, Buck Showalter can do for my Mets? You know, I I personally think that he is a great manager. I think he'll bring a lot of positive things to the table for the organization. And I honestly think that if the Mets just do their best to stay healthy throughout the year, it sh- they should be in competition with Atlanta for the div- or yeah Atlanta for the division. Yeah, well, Atlanta coming off of a year where they win the World Series, they are definitely going to be the team to beat. And yeah, you know. I think that Miami hasn't done their due diligence to get better. No. Um, especially with us, you know, taking Sterling, Mart- uh, Sterling Marte. I think it's going to be a great pickup for us. The Mets should have one of the best pitching staffs in, in all of baseball. Yeah. I just, next season. I just hope Jacob DeGrom is who we think should he's be. supposed to be. You know, um, when he is out there, you know, throwing the pill, man, he is a blessing to see, man. And we have Thea who also says staying healthy is a key. But – Before I let you go here, Admiral, I definitely want to talk about something that we're probably going to be streaming or going out to tonight to see. And that's that Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley fight. You know, first, before we answer who you think is going to win, what do you think of these fights with, like, Jake Paul where he's fighting UFC guys or they call them gimmick fights? Like, what do you think about how these fights are going? And even something where you have Deron Williams who's going to fight a Frank Gore. You know, I think it's it's interesting on how people go out of their ways on well, he became famous by YouTube, so he's, you know, this quote-unquote YouTube star that is now trying to get in the ring and you know, props to him for all the training he's done because he's really shown what he can do. I mean, there's no questioning that when you when you win, right? So he's he has won his bouts. So, I mean, if it's a way for him to, like, make additional, like, revenue and, like, pursue that avenue, like, I'm, I'm for it. Like, I get it, dude. I, chase your cheddar. But, um, you know, honestly, he has proven that he is not something to just not be afraid of at all yeah. because he's he's quick. He's, he's knocked – he's gave a few shots to a few star athletes. So – I mean, Nate Robinson, though, that was bad. But that was bad for the culture, man. I mean, he, he put Nate smooth, man. That, that's, yeah, that's a right I think one. that's when he put everybody on notice there. Yo, this guy might He's got some pop. Hands. That's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I think we were, you know, we've all played the, the um, you know, Victor Tour was like, oh, the white guy, he's not going to go out there and do anything. But, you know, he's been going and showing that he is a formidable boxer, regardless of whether he's corny, regardless of whether, you know, he's white right. or whatever race. You know, we've always been told that, you know, the Mexican boxers or whatever, those are the ones that have the most heart. But I've seen from Jake Paul when he's bobbing off the, the ropes that you got to give the guy some respect, man. Yeah. But 
that doesn't mean I have to like him. And something in my heart just tells me that he's going to beat Tyron Woodley, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, uh, I, I don't want to believe it, but, <laughs> I, I, like, do you think, you know, Tyron Woodley is going to beat this guy? Did, didn't you say, didn't you say he uh, gave him a Rolex? Yeah, he gave him a Rolex. Like, we're supposed, <laughs> we're supposed to try and kill each other, man. I want a fucking Rolex. Yeah, that's, so that's an interesting gift, eh? But, uh, you know, honestly, I don't see Woodley winning this fight. I just, oh. I don't either. I, I, I don't, I hate to say it. I think, I would think like he's got it in him, but I gonna call th- four rounds. Four, four rounds. Four tonight. rounds. That's I, my prediction. I mean, I still see this fight going into the nine, ten rounds. I, I do think somebody's mm. gonna get knocked out, you know? And Okay. I think I, it's going to be over sooner, but yeah, I, I, we'll I, see. We'll see. I hope it. I hope it's not Tyron Woodley, man. We we, <laughs> we we've already had the loss with uh, what's his name? Uh, the loss to uh, Fury, um, heavyweight box Deontay Wilder. Wow, you know, yeah, he caught right. the loss. You know, um, it's it's not been a good good uh, year for our, our, our famed fighters. Well, the, the favorites. It's it's been a Hell of a year for the underdogs. I mean, Tiafima Lopez Upsets. lost that. Yeah. Oh, that that was tough. Then you had Amanda Nunez, who who she seemed unbeatable. You know, where do you think it's been coming from? Where that we've had this this surge of the year of the underdogs, man. I you know it's been a definitely good for the sport. I think um, to just get people aware about like how intense and like. Cool, especially with betting now becoming more legalized across the country, it just adds some more uh, reason to like watch these the fights, you know. So it's all it's all cool. I, I I'm all for it, and um, yeah, I think it's definitely going to keep growing the sport. Yeah, man, and you know, as long as you know these celebrity fights, as Theo said, that they're surprisingly interesting. You know, as long as we're going to have these, you know, events. Whereas bringing attention and bringing awareness to the sport of boxing, yep. you know, I don't think that it could be detrimental at all, man. And I think that nope. you know we just gotta sit sit along and be a part of the ride. But at the same time, I do want to see that Errol Spence, you know, Bud Crawford fight happen. Like at the end of the day, I still want to see in boxing the best people box the best people, and Absolutely. you know, oftentimes they're not the only place that we get to see that. Is the UFC man? So mm-hmm. you know, are there any UFC fighters that you really, really love watching out there when you watch? You know, I'm not as big into UFC, but I don't know. I've I've always enjoyed. I've I've always kind of enjoyed watching McGregor back in the day. So I mean, I was always a McGregor guy, but that's just me. Um, you know, I know he, he's not as what he used to be now for sure. He's definitely gone downhill, but he was at one point my my favorite guy to watch it in the cage. I mean, and what a guy to pick, man, because he was a two two division champion, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first to ever do that. So, you know, I think that, you know, Conor McGregor for a lot of people and, and this is especially for me, because I like Conor McGregor a lot, but I think it's hard for us, especially, you know, when you have people that you know, you're so attached to and some of your favorite sports moments are happening with those people. And I think that it's just so hard to to see 
those huge figures start to fall and diminish, you know? Mm-hmm. It kind of brings to, you know, to like our own age where we're like, even seeing a guy in Ben Roethlisberger who they can barely throw the ball 15 oh, yards, you know, that's tough to see, man, when we've gotten used to him scrambling out and making some crazy plays, yep. you know? But, um, you know, I think that, you know, Father Time has hit certain people. And, you know, I'm just, like you said, excited to see the new generation of those athletes that can carry on the tradition and carry on the sport beyond, like, a Conor McGregor and beyond, like, a Khabib, you know. But, you know, I think that, you know, you definitely come in here very aware, you know, heightened and, and bringing the hype and bringing the energy, Admiral. You know, I just thank you for coming here on the show, man, and, you know, being yourself. Thanks, buddy. Hell yeah, man. And, you know... Coming here, you know, before we have and end the show, you know, I think that especially with a lot of the cool holiday uh, episodes and, you know, holiday season and a lot of the different things, it's all about cheer and it's all about, you know, spreading the positivity. So, like, you know, in closing, you know, what can you tell the people that can kind of help them to, to, you know, get through the holidays and to have, you know, a very good holidays with their families? Like, what's the key to, like, how you've been able to celebrate your holidays and, and make the most of them? Well, first and foremost, if you are able to celebrate the holidays with your family, that that's number one, right? That's top of the list. And if you're not, uh, then, you know, it's always good and important to either at least give a phone call or even FaceTime, however you can, to just, you know, reach out and, and wish your closest family members a Merry Christmas. And, um, you know, stay positive throughout the new year. Hopefully bigger and better things to come. Hopefully COVID settles down again and we can start going back to, like, more semi-normal lives soon. But, you know, we shall see. And, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all. And, you know, thanks for having me on. It's, it's been great, and, uh, you know, keep continuing to tune in to Talk That Talk. <laughs> you know, every Friday night, this was our Saturday night uh, for tonight, but, you know, once again, I want to thank everybody for coming here and, and listening to my boy Admiral. Um, he's one of my dearest friends, and I just appreciate him as a person and appreciate every single one of you for spending your time with me here on the Talk That Talk show. Um, catch us next week, uh, Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on our Facebook or Instagram Live. Um, like I said, all if you need anything Talk That Talk Show, um, check us out at TalkThatTalkShow.com. Uh, everything for as far as old episodes, YouTube episodes, last five, description, pictures, you name it. You can find everything on our TalkThatTalkShow.com website. And once again, also, thank you to everyone that supported as far as the OG14 shirts for my boy Andrew Disney uh, with having his name on the back, we, we were able to raise over $800 that are going to go towards Andrew Disney's family. So, you know, it's all about family here on the Talk That Talk Show. You know, I miss my boy, but at the same time, I'm still able to have one of my also good friends here come on the show and hopefully shed the light to you guys some of the things that are, you know, passionate he's about in his life. And, um, I think that, you know, I explained this before that you know, a lot of times people say, you know, life is the pursuit of happiness. But in my opinion, you know, life is the pursuit of knowledge. You know, I think the biggest thing is why we open our eyes up every day and why we try and walk through different doors is to see what's behind that door and to see what you know the, the day has for us in store. And I truly do enjoy the unknown. And you know, I'm going to constantly live that pursuit of the knowledge that, you know, 
whatever people that I have sit next to me or those people out there that tune in. You know, if you have something that I can learn from, you know, I'm always willing to lend a listening hand. I mean, uh, um, yeah, listening ear. And I think that people out there, especially in times that we are now, you know, we're just so caught up in different things and we don't forget to listen to the person next to us sometimes. So, you know, you never know if you don't listen out there. So thank you guys so much. I appreciate you all. Love you all. You know, big shout out to my boy Matthew Smetic for coming here on the show. I love you all and see you next week. <laughs>